It's the right hook with George Hook. On a Tuesday, of course, as you know, we do travel. Moncon McGann is uh, still canvassing in the general election, but we've got a marvellous replacement in the shape of the editor of Outsider magazine, Roisin Finlay. Roisin, where are we going? We're going to the French Alps, George. But not in winter time. No, not when you think you should be going. Going in the summer this time. Oh, it's wonderful. It's, um, they are spectacular. They will blow your mind. You will feel like you're in the sound of music. I've done it. Oh, have you? Not the French Alps. The Austrian Alps. Yeah. In summer. I haven't been to the Austrian Alps in summer, but I believe they're just as special. Well, it, the thing about it is, we've got all these ski nuts, these winter sports nuts. Now, they're, they're a minority, really, of people who go on holiday. I know there are large numbers, but there's still a minority. For the rest of us who don't want to or don't like skiing, we don't think about the Alps because we're conditioned. So summertime, let's go to the French Alps. Sun is shining. It's when? June, July? Really kind of late June till mid-August. Yeah. Um, certainly in the French Alps. They're probably okay. a bit higher than the, the Austrian so Alps. So we're there. Yeah. So what so, are we going to do now? Oh, where do you want to fly to? Would be um, a good idea to ask. Fly to Geneva is the easiest. Yeah. Um, and it's about an hour and a half by transfer or by car up to Morzine. Yeah. Um, which is just this lovely little town. It's not even that little, but it's one of the few um, French ski resorts that is not purpose-built. Most of the French ski resorts are purpose-built, so they're not very attractive, especially when the snow melts. Um, but these er- the ski resorts in the Port du Soleil are mostly original villages that expanded to become ski resorts. So they're pretty and they're real towns and they're not dead in the summertime. Right. Um, some of the other Alpine towns are, are a little bit quiet in summer. Okay, but there's a couple of things that remain, of course, because it's a ski resort, is ski lifts and all that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, so you have this enormous infrastructure to take you up the mountains, basically, so you can go exploring on whatever level you want to. Okay. So that could be a lovely gentle stroll through a meadow that's full of wildflowers and the cows with their alpine bells. I mean, it's the most mellow zen-like experience to walk through those meadows. I have to give you my experience, um, which is uh, in Innsbruck. Same thing, though. They go up. So the first thing is I go up in the the conventional lift, you know, like the telephone box that's hanging from the thing. Now, I hate heights. So the only way I can succeed in that is by standing in the middle of the telephone box with all the people around me looking at the floor. So we got halfway up the mountain anyway. I think we're at the peak. So I get out and I think, thank God that's over. And then Ingrid says, no, 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 no. Now we go on the other one, the chair left. So now I'm on a chair going up. It's terrifying. And I'm sitting on this chair and uh, little Alison at this point, now a married woman with children, is about four or five, sitting on her mother's knee. And she said, Mom, look at Dad. And I'm clutching this thing going, uh, reciting the act of contrition the whole way up. Did you get the forgiveness? So... I de- it was the most frightening thing ever and it's worse coming down. Yeah, I mean, most people get used to ski lifts. The first time they're on them, they find them a bit hairy and then they get used to them. I so, couldn't. I okay, couldn't. Okay, well, you, you will struggle in the Alps if you struggle exactly. with the ski lifts. But that, I only, say, I only tell my story because there are people like me who have difficulty with height. So you have to be aware. If you go to the Alps and you want to get up there, you've got to go up in a lift. I mean, you could hike, but it's going to be a hard hike. Yeah. Much harder than in Ireland most of the time. Yeah. 
Um, okay. But it's so, well worth it. It's worth o- overcoming right. your fears. So we're up there. We bump into Julie Andrews. She's singing away. The cows are going tingling. The daffodils are in bloom. What else can we do? Well, I'm not sure they're going to be quite your cup of tea, but there's an enormous amount of activities, um, adventure activities that you can do. I mean... Morzine is all, it's very like Queenstown. You, you mentioned Queenstown the last time we chatted. Queenstown is South, South Island, New Zealand. Yeah, yeah so fabulous. it's very, very like that. There yeah. are endless adventure activities to do, both soft and hard. Um, you can go paragliding, which is sounds scary. It's scary while you take off, but once you're in the air, it's the most peaceful. It's okay, pass. <laughs> okay, you're going to pass on most of these. You can um, do a thing called Via Ferrata. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of that. It means the Iron Road. In I Italian. have heard of that because, funny enough, I'm reading a book about the Italians in World War, the Italian Army in World War Two, and it was constructed by the Italian exactly. Army exactly for the, for their troops to be able to access these high mountains and to, to stay safe. So basically, in other areas of the Alps, they've Im- mimicked these via ferrata. So they are routes that have been attached to, I mean, what would normally be serious rock climbing routes but they've put in metal steps and cables so that you're always clipped on. You wear a harness and you clip onto these metal ropes, for want of a better word. So as you go along, even though you're in these very, very high remote cliffs um, that would scare the life out of you if you had to climb up them with ropes, you can traverse and go to these amazing places. Well, I mean, I think that's a really great idea. Yeah, I mean, I could enjoy that, you know. And you get the experience, I suppose, and the exposure of rock climbing with very, very little risk. Okay, you know, if you pay attention to your instructor, so and you what clip else on, do you want safe. to during the summer? Um, there's another incredible experience called um, canyoning, which you can do in a lot of different places. But near Morzine, there's a canyon called the Canyon de Nyon, and your first introduction to this canyon is so you, you. Everybody gets decked out in wetsuits and um, buoyancy aids and helmets. And oh, this is rafting. No, it's not. You're going down on your feet and jumping down. It's a it's a very steep canyon. And all the way down, there's kind of big rock pools that are below big jumps. So you basically go along with your instructor and you jump down the canyon and then you get to natural water slides and you slide down. But it's 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 definitely high adrenaline. But they'll take people from the age of eight out to do it. We're much more cautious here in Ireland. Um, but your first introduction to that canyon is a 40 metre abseil, which is huge. It's a really, really massive abseil off a bridge into this canyon. So once you go in, you're committed but it's about the most fun I've ever had doing an adventure sport. All right, well, with me is Roisin Finlay, editor of Outsider magazine, um, who's, it's Tuesday travel, we're in the French Alps, but we're there during the summer, probably June, July-ish. Um, the most fun you've ever had, well, there's no accounting for some people's fun, but the just to compare it to Austria for a moment, Austria doesn't have that to quite the same degree, but, but just... Getting up there is so lovely, I think. What I found when I got off the the, um, the chairlift, I was in a state of, you know, shock. Um, but I So I drank a lot of beer. But eating and drinking is really good up there. Did you come across some good restaurants it's, in the French Alps? Yeah, it's fantastic. It's, it's, you know, all of those restaurants that are open during the ski season, quite a few of those will still be open too. So you're in these beautiful little wooden chalets. I mean, they, they couldn't be any cuter, really. Um, and they'll often have an open fire even in the summer, but they serve all the local foods, like your tartiflette. I don't know if you're familiar with Savoyard food. Um, it's the speciality of the French Alps, basically. Sure. Um, and it very much appealed to Irish people. There's always a lot of cheese and bacon and potatoes, but uh, there's one particular dish called tartiflette, 
which is a personal favourite. You need about a gallon of red wine just to stay alive after it. Um, but just delicious home-cooked food. And you can also have really fancy food as well. Um, I don't... But the thing about that, earlier you mentioned about the eight-year-old, you know, in this jumping into the pool stuff. Um, it's I, My experience is Austria, so I don't want to yeah. keep going back that when you're talking there's, about There's France. loads of but, adventures but stuff in Austria too. children do all this kind of stuff was what I found. Yeah. Continental children are really into this. Yeah, they... I think children from the continent and everybody on the continent, they're much more educated, I suppose, in the outdoors and adventure. So it comes second nature to them to, to do the same way as it does for them to go skiing, to be a little bit adventurous. But it's a fantastic exposure for our children okay. too, you know. So what else would you do up there? Anything for uh, old age pensioners? Well, is there, there? there really is. There's an enormous amount to offer. Um, within the towns, they'll have swimming pools, ice rinks, tennis courts, everything like that. There's golf courses, although I imagine they're fairly uh, hilly. But um, they have a fantastic, it's called a multi-pass and it costs two euro a day and you can access the swimming pool, the tennis courts, all of those things for that now, price. Now, presumably because you're up high, it's not going to be blisteringly hot, but it, but you burn because you're you're that much higher. Isn't that well, right? You have to be really careful. When the weather's fine, it's lovely and sunny and hot during the day. It'll be up to kind of 25 degrees, so okay. blissful. Um, but if the weather is changeable, you will get thunderstorms at times, so you need to be prepared. You always need to bring a couple of good warm layers. All right, okay. Especially when you get up to the higher heights. You could even get a little bit of snow up till the end of June. That'd be unseasonal, but you could. Okay. And what else would you fancy doing? There's fantastic... The other thing that I think is really, really special about the French Alps, and actually it's throughout the Alps, the Italian Alps, the Austrian Alps, is they have what are called refuges. So it's a refugio in Italian, it's a refuge in French. Um, and these are huts that are up the mountains um, that are completely cut off. They're actually not accessible from ski lifts. So you'd hike up with a guide or on your own if you're a very good map reader. Um, and when you get there, there is pretty much nothing except this lovely little hut where they serve you a beautiful three-course meal. Simple but lovely. And you can hike for days around them exploring or you can just chill out and soak up that really special atmosphere in the Alps. The the Irish then, the Irish tourist, uh, uh, it, this is not something, or is it? I mean, you're the editor of Outsider magazine. Have you found that the Irish are beginning to understand that there's a summer in the Alps as well as the winter? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the likes of Top Flight are now running kind of family adventure trips and family walking trips. and Because to, Top to Flight Austria. were one of the big <clears throat> ski yeah. uh, holiday companies, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, and they more focus on Austria and the Italian Alps um, and the Dolomites. But more and more Irish people are actually discovering the Alps in the summer with mountain biking. So mountain biking is, in a lot of ways, it's very similar to skiing, um, except the advantage in the Alps is you can get a lift up instead of having to slog up. And then you come down? With and then you bike. come down. You So you come down what would have been ski routes in the winter or other trails that they've developed. But all the while now, coming down, like you just gloss over this, you're probably travelling at about 40 miles an hour. <laughs> There are really extreme slopes and there are ones that are a lot yeah. more gentle. So they're Thank graded. Much, yeah. They're graded exactly the same way as ski runs yeah. are graded. So you can have blues, greens, reds, blacks. Okay. I okay. wouldn't go near a black in a fit. I'd be more on the greens and blues. All right. um, and you but just you take your time. But you can mount a bike down. Yeah. yeah. There's one thing um, that I would think about here and because it applies to the Italian Alps also 
is in summertime, cycling. You reminded me when you talked about mountain biking. Cycling is a huge sport in the continent, um, particularly in Italy and France, because you have Tour of Italy and you have Tour of France. Now, uh, Tour de France. Um, and the interesting thing, what they've done in recent times, is they've put in a leg of the tour for amateurs. So my son did uh, a stage of yeah, the Tour the, of the Italy. Etap, the Etape du Tour. Is, yeah, yeah, in which there's about a thousand amateurs do this thing. And it's similarly on Tour de France. Now, depending on your time, you could either be a spectator as the tour passes, which is an amazing experience. Yeah, and in France, that's incredible. Like all of people come along in their camper vans and they all roll like line the roadside, they're all setting up their picnic tables. I was there a couple of years ago before the tour went through and they were there days in advance yeah. getting their spot and it's just this huge yeah. party atmosphere. I've, I've been there, not in the Alps, I've seen the stage, you know. Now, you got to realise that half the fellas driving by have got hypodermics in their butts. They but... might even have a motor in their bike. <laughs> yeah, but they, they, it's just an extraordinary experience, which... I saw a stage at Tour de France in Ireland, and um, it, you know, and I was perched at Fox Rock Church, you know, but it was nothing like the tour because the Irish didn't understand it, and there wasn't the atmosphere. Whereas the French are there, and if they're carrying all their food, yeah, and I mean, it, everything. It, it's not unlike the atmosphere down at Lansdowne Road. Yeah, you know, that's their sport. That's what they love, and they all come out and they cheer and they run after the riders. And actually, this year, the Etape du Tour is going from Megève to Morzine. All right. Um, so it goes right through this area. Um, so it's the perfect time to plan your holiday and stay. The only thing about being there is I would have thought if you go there during the tour, hotels are hard to come by. They probably would be for those particular yeah. days. But there's a huge amount. The advantage with Morzine is it's quite a big town. So even though it doesn't feel big, it still feels cutesy and alpine. But they have an enormous amount of accommodation. They've got hotels, they've got chalets, there's a campsite. So I'm sure you'd get sorted. Yeah. Um, you were mentioning about uh, high that you could uh, perhaps have snow. The ski lifts go right to the summit of some of these mountains. Yeah, the well. same ski lifts that run during the yeah. ski season. There's the odd one that's closed. But I was there um, in a June um, late in June for um, an event called the Port or the Passport to Soleil. It's a big mountain biking event, um, and it was very unseasonably cold. In fairness, but it was snowing at the top, you know. And we actually cycled our bikes across the snow, which was but qu- did quite you, a lot of fun. Did you use a chairlift to get up? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you were okay. You didn't say an act of contrition. No, or I'm okay on chairlifts. Oh yeah, yeah. unless the, it gets windy. All right, now people listening who are seasoned skiers, of course, they'll know all this. But when you're going up, even though you're terrified, you can't see except what's below you. So you're afraid of falling off or what's below. But when you're on the way down, you can see all the way. Like you can see thousands of feet down to, you know, like for instance, if it's in the Austrian. Alps to to Innsbruck. So Innsbruck is about four miles below you, but you could drop all the way pretty well. That's terrifying. And the other thing that I found terrifying, I'm I'm just trying to put, I just want people to know if they're going over there, they've got to be aware of the chairlift. You know the poles that hold the wires? So every 50 metres or whatever, there's another pole. When you hit the pole on the way down, it accelerates. So it goes doing, and the next minute it increases speed. And uh, I increase the uh, tempo of the act of contrition at that point. I, uh, what I find amazing, George, is that you're a rugby player. 
Yeah. I mean, that terrifies me, getting absolutely yeah, slammed well, on a rugby right. pitch. Well, on the way down, I mixed Hail Marys with an act of contrition. I found that worked rather well. But I closed my eyes on the way down. I must say, after the first couple of poles, I closed my way down. Well, I you suppose know. when you're skiing, you don't tend to go down on the... Yeah, exactly. The you tend to ski down. Yes, only so in summertime. They are. They're a little bit more nerve-wracking Because on the way remember down. when I went up, I said to Inga, great, I've got here now. I'll walk down because it'd be, a, you know, downhill. So I go over to the guy and I said, where does the, where does the path down start? And he told me there's no path. So then I had to chairlift my way down. But I had so many beers, uh, so many Hail Marys and so many acts of contrition that I made it safely to the far end. It, what I can't do are chairlifts, boats or anything high. I can't. I had a meeting once in, the, uh, in Liberty Hall. Uh, with the Irish Transport and General Workers Union and we were like on 24th floor or whatever and and the windows are from ceiling to floor you know the yeah. thing and I said to him I can't have the meeting here unless you pull the curtains so we had to pull the curtains Ouch. I can't do that well th- I guess the other thing is there's some really lovely rewards at the bottom if you if you you know get over your fear and manage to get up and down like? and uh, just fantastic food and one thing you should not miss out on if you're in the French Alps is the Café Gourmand. Yeah. Which is dessert, basically. If you get your dessert at the end of your delicious meal, you get to your dessert menu and you're like, I can't decide, they're all too good. You can have what's called a Café Gourmand and it's a little bit of all of the desserts. Wow. And um, where will I find this? In pretty much every nice restaurant in in the French Alps. Oh, really? And if they don't have it, ask for it and they'll do it for you. But it's... um. It's it's a trap. You'll, you'll find it very okay. difficult to avoid it. All right. One thing I would say, um, I would, if I was going or coming, depending, I'd stick two days in Geneva. In. Yeah. You, you I, sound as if you I don't think like Geneva. No, I think it's very pleasant. Um, I'd probably stick a day. Okay. I'd prefer to get up to the French Alps. You I don't want think. to look at the UNESCO building or anything um, like that? Not really. I mean, I think no, it no. is. It's a very nice city, but it's it's quite um, sedate, I suppose, is the word. Very sedate. But the wonderful Lake Geneva. It's beautiful. Got, you can sit by Lake Geneva. And I mean, you've got Lake Annecy as well, which is yeah. spectacular. And all the way up through the Alps, there's really beautiful yeah. places to stop. All right. Uh, my guest, the editor of Outsider magazine, Roisin Finlay, in the French Alps. It's um, travel on the right hook.